Hello, and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I am Nick Axelrod Welk, joined, as always, by the shiniest stone of them all, Diamond Creek Bomb. Certified GIA++++++. Mm-hmm. P-A-A. There's nothing... There's nothing lab grown about this diamond. Mm-mm. That would be such if you were a real housewife. A Beverly Hills. That would be that would be such a good tagline. And I would shame all the other women for having plastic surgery. Yes. <laughs> or I was gonna say, depending on how much surgery you have at this point, it could be like there's nothing natural about this diamond. <laughs> yeah. Or there's nothing lab grown about this diamond except for my tits. <laughs> <laughs> The other, um, speaking of which, so the other day on Instagram, Jenna Lyons posted, like, I need help coming up with my tagline. And I DM'd her. I was like, there's, I've literally never been more perfect for any job (laughs) ever than to help you come up with a tagline for your real housewife, like, you know, intro. And so I was just workshopping some ideas with her. Was she like, send me a deck? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I did come up with some good ones. One was, hold on, I have to, <laughs> I have to tell you what they were. I was like, this is literally the most fun thing. She was like, do I have to pay you? I was like, no, this is, this is pro bono work that you're getting. Um, you're doing, a, you're doing to, a public service. Here's what I did. I well, I also wasn't helping that much. I just was giving her little like ideas to riff off of. I said something about bringing a lion to a cat fight. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? I don't ruffle feathers. I wear them. <laughs> she does wear feathers. Or I was like, the only feathers I ruffle are Valentino. <laughs> and then I had this one. There's no taming this lion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Or lions and... She could do like, like a riff on tigers like and bitches. And bitches. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's literally for a, for a copywriter at heart. It is just the... <laughs> Like that is the most exciting challenge, don't you think? Do you, um yes, and it's been I mean it's 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 when you're out with your friends that watch this show, it is like dinner party like activities to come up with your Yes. taglines. Oh. So I've definitely come up with a few of my own over the years, but Do you have anything good? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard for me like um upon your recommendation I did um watch the New Jersey reunion. Yeah, and it's really hard watching them go into um, specifically Jen, who's the one Jen Jennifer Aiden. Yeah, when she goes, whose wife, her- whose husband is the plastic surgeon who like yeah. spends all of his time in the pool house. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> imagine if you had four kids, and after your husband's like twelve-hour day at the office, he goes directly to the pool house across the yard from your actual house. I would be so and stays annoyed. there for three hours. I would, maybe some people just don't need attention, though. I guess. But that's not attention. That's like a partner to like help you wrangle four children. I literally, uh, my life is an assembly line. Oh, I now. guess I, I always imagine these I, people with a million nannies. No, I like. I mean, we have a great childcare situation, but when I get home from work, the real work starts. I literally station myself in the the kids bathroom and Casey just like brings me children <laughs> and I like dunk them in water and like bathe them and like make sure that all the little like folds are clean and then I like hand them to him and he dresses them and puts them to sleep and I just stay in the bathroom it's an assembly line because they they go to bed at like what five six p.m 
Uh, Evie goes to bed at 6.30 and Rafi goes to bed at 7. Oh, he goes to bed later than her? Interesting. Just for now, I think it's like he sleeps 7 to 7. It's just like how the bottle schedule works, I guess. Got it, got it. Hmm, interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> um, Sorry, do you have Do you dumb. have Jenna Lyon stories from like living in New York? No, I mean, we had her on the podcast and I love her. I think she's like a fun oh, yeah, and we funny did person. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember her telling us, I think this was on the podcast, that like at, when she left J. Crew, she didn't have an email address <laughs> because e- <laughs> like the advent of email happened. While she was at J. Like, Crew. During, yeah. And so, and she was just like in a, in a lot of ways, like, you know, it was, I think the her one of her first jobs and she was there for 25 years or something. Um I mean, I it makes you realize, thinking, I guess, like, like how good J. Crew, well, in one case study, will treat an employee. Yeah, I mean, that's a long stint, and they really put her on a pedestal there. I I forgot, yeah, and, my but first... she also did. She also like was like pretty great. I mean, she and yeah. Casey, my husband, like reminded me the other day, like Jenna. Um, there was an entire episode of Oprah <laughs> about Jenna Lyons, like at yeah. Oprah's peak. It was like about her and like okay. I think I want to yeah. say it was after the whole like nail polish, you know, when she was photographed in some magazine painting her son's nails <laughs> and like the and, you know, the O'Reilly factor on Fox News like got a hold of it. But um, I know but that, like it, it was still she, divides our country to, to this day. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> um, but I like she she's an icon. She was one of my first um, top shelf interviews at Into the Gloss. And was we, her apartment amazing? Well, her apartment is amazing, but we the um, that interview was done at the J Crew office, mm. and she was like very. I was expecting some like really like uptight, I don't know, corporate woman that just happened to dress very interesting. Um, but she was a total character right off the bat. She was. She had just gotten like a vintage label maker that you have to like, um, it doesn't print ink, but it indents the words, you know? And mm-hmm. she like made me a little bracelet with my boyfriend's <laughs> name on it. And then we shot her for, um, I think it was one of my last campaigns at Glossier. She was in like a holiday campaign. Right. I and we were vaguely. like, we were shooting her and then she was like, let's just go to my apartment and finish the shoot there. And she like got butt ass naked in her bathtub. <laughs> And like, how did just like bring the whole crew? <laughs> she's fucking wild. I mean, I. She's also she is amazing. And you know what? I've never. No, I. Heard, it, to I've be clear, heard I'm saying this bad because about her, by the way. it was so I've impressive. I've like never heard that she was like a horrible boss or that she was like you know like I've. She has like a no, very. No, she's good just reputation. down to party. <laughs> yeah, she's like cool. Yeah. She's like she's like down to she'll she'll get we'll get the she's shot. She's down to clown. Jenna. She's always yep. down to clown. And I feel like that must be why she got on the Real Housewives. I think I'm expecting good things from her. I haven't I haven't yep. done my research on anyone else or anything else about the new season. I all I know is that there was one woman who left the show because she, like people were tweeting anti-Semitic things at her. Her whole like her character is like she's an Orthodox like a modern Orthodox Jew. I think. Mm-hmm. And people were like giving her or like making death threats, which is that's what I don't understand about the state of entertainment of brands of anything. It's like people really, well, especially reality TV is is 
I guess where I get the most confused. It's like you watch these shows because of people like Lisa Rinna. You don't watch the yeah. shows to see a bunch of friends just like getting along. <laughs> no, in fact, and, I mean, yeah, that's that's like the hard thing is like they, yeah, I remember when <laughs> this is many years ago, I was doing these like celebrity interviews on camera for Yahoo Style and I had come up with this like franchise called I Yahooed Myself, which was basically, I was the first one. I promise you I was the first one to do like a video series of like celebrities Googling themselves. Then Vanity Fair and Wired and all these people started, like took my idea. But it was the idea, like I came up with it the night before like our first shoot. And I was like, what what can you do with like 10 minutes with a celebrity that like is a new way, like a different way to skin the cat or whatever Mm -hmm. of like getting information. I was like, well, if we like Google them and like have them kind of like chat about the the results. Anyway, based off of that, I ended up coming up with this TV show idea and shopping it to the a few networks. <laughs> and I remember going to E. I think it was E. It could have been E or Bravo. Bravo and E were at that point were both NBC Universal. Yes. Yeah. So I think it was just that he maybe covered the the guy I met with covered both. Um and he like listened to my pitch and there was like a little like sizzle reel they call it. And then he was like this is great. But what we're really looking for is a group of women <laughs> who have like one thing in common, say like all of their husbands are on like a football team or something and they like have like drama in like between them. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, my idea had nothing to do with that. But that was clear that like that's literally all they were looking at. If, like, you, looking if for- you pitched this idea in the streaming age, I guarantee it would have gotten picked up. Mine? No. Yeah. Should we, should no, we make this you- like a segment for the pod? Which one? Like if we have all of our famous guests that we constantly have on Google themselves. (laughs) I mean, now it's just like everyone does it. I feel like people, like, you've seen those Vanity Fair ones where it's like, does Jenna Ortega, and then like they like rip off the rest of the line from like a cardboard and it's like, write her, write music. I'm realizing I get... um, upset about things for people that otherwise have incredible lives um, pretty frequently. But justice for young supermodels because I keep on like opening Reddit and it's like Leonardo DiCaprio's out to dinner with this model. And then it's like, and then you, and then it's like all these articles are suggested where it's like five things to know about this new model. Like, you know, and suddenly just overnight she's inundated, you know, with the media and like the pub- general public. And then like the next day it's like, oh, she was actually dating one of his friends. Anyway, I bring this up because I was kind of taken aback. There's another podcaster. I don't listen to her podcast, but she like put this girl on blast for being on his yacht. And this girl's 22 years old. Is it kind of like a version of sh- slut shaming? Yeah, it totally is. It absolutely is. It's like saying, I mean, you know, the whole like yacht girl, you yeah. know, accu- accusation for, you know, women who <laughs> hang out on yachts, I guess, <laughs> which is, but the implication is that they're very, like hired. It's very niche. They're hi- it's like, yeah. it's, it's not that they're, it's not calling them a prostitute, but it is like kind of. I don't know, dipping your toe in. It's just being like, what are you doing there? You don't deserve to be there. Like you're there under false pretenses. You're just there to enjoy the luxury lifestyle. It's like, yeah, (laughs) if I had a friend that invited me on a yacht, I would go, you know, but it just, it just kind of weirded me out because she posted something about this girl is like 
um, closer in age to my daughter. I guess she has a teenage daughter than this guy. But I'm like, it, it just really grossed me out that this woman who was all about like female empowerment and then, but here I am shaming Alex Earl for getting a, not shaming her for getting a boob job, but I do feel bad about that episode where I really went in on Alice, Alex Earl. Um, I think that... Am I a bad person? Well, I have like, I can't stick to any sort of um, opinion now. I'm just a blob. Moral compre- moral I'm a compass. blob of compromise. Listen, I think that we live in a, in a world where our heroes, where like we actually are all meeting our heroes because of the intimacy, like the false sense of intimacy in social media. So like you don't not, like it's not like, Angelina Jolie, where you could like think she was beautiful and amazing and had this perfect life, but like she doesn't give anyone access to anything. It's like now there's so many more opportunities for these people that we do put on pedestals to like reveal themselves to be human. But and, I don't, like, I never put this woman on a pedestal. I'm just more like grossed out that she, I'm not, I'm not like upset with her because she's something that I thought she wasn't. It's just, I just thought that was like an incredibly like icky thing to do, you know? Well, hold on. Alex Earl getting a boob job? No. <laughs> no, no, no. The podcasts no. are calling out the, 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 podcast calling calling out out the young this, like, girl. This like 22-year-old for like being on a yacht when she had no context yeah. of like why this girl was there. You know, it's just... And also if she had a problem with Leonardo DiCaprio dating younger women, why not make it about him? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was watching... Um, you know, like right now, I guess there might, the Emmys are coming up or something, but there's all these like variety and Hollywood reporter roundtables where they bring like all the best actor or best actress or best director nominees, you know, like, and they have a chat around a table with like, in like a vignetted like TV setup mm-hmm. anyway. And, and I forget who was saying it, but they were talking about the, Im- like the, obviously like the imbalance between men and women and how like a guy can come up with a you know very niche or indie tv show and then all of a sudden become the next like marvel character um or like you know be embraced by disney or anyone like that um you know one of the examples from this i forget which actress was talking was like don oh natasha leone was talking about it she was like Mm. you know donald glover love him he's amazing and this is not against donald glover but like you know, he created Atlanta, which was like, you know, this indie hit. But then he has now become this A-list actor and auteur. But didn't he have auteur. a whole career before that too as an incredible musician? <laughs> yeah, but like it was all, it was all, it was all indie. It wasn't like Marvel, Donald Disney. Donald Glover? Was, wasn't he? What's I mean, his like, rapper name? Maybe Childish Gambino. He Exactly. I mean, maybe it says something no. that I can't recall his rapper name off the top of my head. But the, I mean, he had. No, like okay. But really there were other examples too. Like talent, yes. Right? No. He is. Oh, we're not. More than, oh, just, a unique, a, more than just a unique talent, yes. but like um, someone capable of big ideas, mass big appeal. productions, mass appeal. Yeah. Well, that's true. And there was another example too, which I'm now forgetting, but her point was that like the women who created, the two women who created Pen15, one of my favorite shows in recent memory, Mm -hmm. like they're not getting Marvel, like they're not in Disney. They're not getting Marvel What about Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Phoebe Waller-Bridge is, you know, she's like got that Amazon Mr. and Mrs. Black deal, but she dropped out of it, right? Yeah. I think, Actually, you know well, who you came know, in is the girl from Pen15. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so yeah. we're working um, together. But anyway, I, it was just, it was just the, this idea that like still, you know, you can be this sort of like cool indie guy and do your work and then get recognized by 
you know, mass audiences and mass, well, not mass audiences, like big studios, Mm -hmm. but you can be this like, you know, indie female auteur and it's just much harder. Like people are like much more critical. Can I be honest about something? (laughs) Yes. Okay. As you know, my um, purpose in life is to write and direct movies. Mm -hmm. The beauty industry was always just a means to an end. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking now that I'm taking my first step into doing that and I'm like, okay, what if this really is one gets made two yep. is well-received. You're like what are you going to wear for, to Three, the premiere, to the Oscars up for an award? Right. Right. Um, right. And I'm thinking, who's going to be your stylist? Well, okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking like, at what <laughs> point do I get to be like, Kate, can I call in a favor? <laughs> Okay, well, I think um, first we have to finish a script. No, no, no That's but let me like tell you. Step one. Let me tell you my. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We've, well, we have to start the script and learn like how to format it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a joke. Okay, so I was thinking like if, if we keep on becoming more um, gender equal in this industry and they do away, you know how actresses are now actors, like everybody's an actor now. Yep. They don't want to distinguish yep. between male and female because women, you know, are equal to men and their abilities and their talent and their appeal. But <laughs> I was thinking, does that mean that there's only one <laughs> like, like award for like best actor and you have to like share? <sighs> Great question. You, it, you, it decreases your chances. You know what I mean? Well, there have been, there have been conversations about this. Like I believe that um, there, in the Tonys, one of the actors nominated is non-binary or goes by he, the they, them pronouns, right, okay. Alex Newell in Chucked. And, and I think there was some conversation, like some people have withdrawn their names, you know, because mm. I guess the question is like when someone is non-binary, which category do you put them in? And whose decision is that? Didn't see that one coming. I believe, um, and I'm going to fact check this after we record, that Alex Newell, who is one of the leads of this show on Broadway called Shucked, um, like as in corn shucking, was nominated and is uses they, them pronouns and was in the male, best male actor category. Okay, so what should they do to solve it? Should they still, should they just do away with gender and just do one best actor? And it could be any the nominees could be of any gender like they no, could be I all think, no, female no 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 like, i think they should do it like with i think it should be like best actors with short hair and best actors with long hair and just do it by like how long their hair is in the movie or at the ceremony great 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 question uh well hmm that's a real head scratcher I feel like it has to be in the okay, movie okay what about actors who wear lipstick in the movie and actors who wear who wear like matte lip balm or something. I feel like that is that will steer things like weirdly into the, the gender space again. Well, I'm trying to, but like, are we, are we at a point where we can't, um, I don't know. Actresses for all the Academy Award nominated actresses that listen to this podcast. If you could write in and let us know, hello at eyewitnessbeauty.com. Um, and just let us know what you would like um, the sol- the solve to be. Or is it? Yeah, I guess the I guess the solve would be to have like ten nominees, right? And just have like best actor, best supporting actor, and you know. But then it's just think a of mixture. how many actors over the year like are would them that cut immediately cuts fifty percent of the best actor supporting actor. So do you stand with Caitlyn Jenner? Is that what you're saying? 
<laughs> that like <laughs> this is a, quite a funny place for you to come out in support of Caitlyn Jenner, Fox News commentator. No, I think. Listen, I think that what what upsets me about these dialogues is not the dialogues themselves. It's the way that they're just like it's not actually about the people involved. It's about politics, right? It's about Democrats versus Republicans and ultimately about power. It's ultimately about power because nobody really Like we're cares. literally like I'm it's just like okay, this is play acting. So we're like it's a big conversation about everyone who's the best at playing pretend, like what categories they're going to be in when we give them a little like ribbon for their who's plays pretend the best. Similarly with sports, and you can quote me on this, we're talking about games. Who plays the best game? Who's the best at playing the game? Like, what are you talking about? Who cares what, like, biological sex they are or, like, what they identify as? It's a game. We're talking about games. We're all distracting ourselves from the fact that the oceans are on fire and, like, the, the, the humanity is... We're in, an, we're in an apocalypse Armageddon situation. Thank you. Should we get into the beauty <laughs> news? Yeah, let's get into beauty news. What do you got? <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> did we not did we leave anything out last week? Nick, I think the headline is the beauty industry is kind of in a flop era. I'm sorry, not a ton is going on right now. There's not a lot of innovation. Um, I mean, I think that we're I think that there is a lot of like fear about the impending recession or like the impending crash of a certain way of doing business. It, but the I mean still the cosmetics industry across like most categories is expected to grow next year. Right. But at the same time, I just feel like people like it's the, not as competitive. I just, the money is going yeah. to, the, to the big boys, the Elf Cosmetics, the NYX, the Lauders, the L'Oreal's. It's not the the vast sea of um, nicheness that I think what started around 2012 and probably RIP ends now. Yeah, I mean, I think that like there's I've seen a lot all these headlines about like brands shutting down. Or um, did you see that Lord Jones is shutting down? The one of like the sort of most famous CBD brands. They had those little gummies in like Hermes boxes. It was sort of yeah. like the sort of like and then luxury, they did, like I think like a body oil at Sephora. They were in Sephora something like it, that. Yeah. Um, so they were acquired for three hundred million dollars by some other company, and there was some controversy around the acquisition, and, and there were some accusations of insider trading, etc. I'll let people Google that as they as they as they want, mm -hmm. but they shut down the business. Whew. Lord Jones is no longer. So did the acquisition go through? Oh, this was, yeah, the acquisition was a few years ago, but they oh, just shit. closed the business. Oof. Yeah, it was a $300 million acquisition, Oof. but I guess Oof. like one of the, it was like the kind of thing where like the husband of one, and again, this is all alleged and also not even well-researched. <laughs> well, <laughs> the husband of, or like one of the, it was a husband and wife who started Lord Jones, the husband was somehow involved also in the comp or had worked at the company that acquired them. That okay. kind of vibe where you're like, okay. And it was an obscene 28x multiple potentially that they were acquired for in terms of a sales multiple. So there's that. But again, 
I don't, I don't, I just read an article. But anyway, it was like, I feel like there are a lot of publications right now sort of ringing the like, is it like the death knell where like it's about all these brands shuddering. I think that there will be a little bit of a reckoning. I, you know, we've talked about the fact that a lot of celebrity brands are struggling and uh, like Addison Ray and Hiram were kicked out of Sephora for underperformance probably and how that sort of speaks to a greater trend of like you can't just be one of the biggest social media stars in the world and like launch a line and have it succeed that's just not how that that formula is flawed mm-hmm. and we're seeing a reckoning which i guess is why there's not that much going on necessarily i will say julie do we talk about julie out on the pod the birth control brand yeah i think they're doing well that one's an interesting one to me yeah they have the whole window at co biglow Really? Yeah, I was like, oh, go Julie. Julie Schott is a friend of the pod. She is. And she launched... Did she launch anything before Starface? Or was Starface her first? No, Starface was her first. And then there was the one that was like pieces of paper that were also body wash. Yes. And then she launched Julie, which is birth control. And I think ingeniously had Esther Pavitsky, another friend of the pod, direct, write and direct uh, their first commercial or one of their first commercials. And I don't know, did, I feel like this feels like deja vu, but w- did we talk about the commercial? We talked about it with Esther. Oh, in person. I don't know if we mentioned it. I don't it know if we talked about it here. So yeah. for, forgive us if we're, if we're repeating ourselves, but it's hysterical. The, 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 the joke is there's one box of Julie, one box of Plan B. Sorry, it's not birth control. It's Plan B. Oh, yeah, Plan B. There's one box of Plan B left, and two women are at the grocery store and both reach for it. And they're, like, essentially, like, who's the guy that they slept with? Like, whose guy is worse? Like one one is like a drummer and one is like a DJ and like yeah, I don't know it's just it's <laughs> she's a, the first girl is like my yeah boyfriend's a drummer and then Esther was like well mine's a DJ in the metaverse <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so I think that that's genius Esther's a genius um, and okay. Julie shot I the fact that she runs and manages multiple companies multiple brands I mean one is overwhelming enough so more power to her. Yeah, yeah. There's. I'm looking. There's literally no other beauty news that that's really you. worth. Did, yeah, I guess we can get into arts and culture because I did watch. I did start watching The Idol. Oh, The Idol. I did too. Okay, let's talk. What use three words to describe your reaction? Piss, poor dialogue. <laughs> okay, my turn. Uh, this is hard. <laughs> this, this was your idea. <laughs> uh, is is Lily Rose Depp three words, or will that count as one word? No, that's that could be three. Okay, so then my three my three words are Lily Rose Depp. As in, she carries it. Yeah, I mean, she like is incredible to look at. Like, it's kind of amazing. Like, I think that the uh, cinematography is really good. And interesting, just like as it is in Sephora, in Sephora, <laughs> in Euphoria. <laughs> I think that the one of the biggest criticisms of Euphoria was that the dialogue sucked. So, like, I don't think Sam oh. Levinson, the creator of both, is like particularly obsessed with dialogue. It's about filmmaking and scenes and 
Oh yeah, and dialogue know? has nothing to do with it. I mean, <laughs> oh, it does. It really, but that's, I just think like in not his, his mind. His, in his like, mind. He, well, let and me I tell think you, it, I can't tell you what he's thinking. I can just tell you what my take on it is, right. which is that the dialogue it's more, was so fucking bad. And the story, the I just, story like, wasn't the, even that bad. Like no. the story was fine. Like the structure, fine, was interesting. Like, I just. You know that he becomes like a cult, like the weekend's character is like actually a cult leader or something. It takes a turn. It's so I all which is to say I shut so it off bad. after twenty five minutes. I was just like, me too. What? I couldn't get through the episode. <laughs> me neither. And there wasn't. It's so. It's so. And again, this is. I think Lily Rose Depp is mesmerizing. I mean, I think I was I agree. creepy That's a like good word for sliding it. into her DMs when she was like 15 being like, leave me a glossy email. <laughs> you know, and of course she was like already signed by Chanel. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, they didn't style her character any differently than I think like she does her, you know, hair, makeup. Well, and, like, she was wearing head to toe Chanel. <laughs> that must yeah. have been part of her contract. Okay. Well, I didn't get to that. The sunglasses, the, well, the sunglasses she's wearing are Chanel. in the right, entire right, right, movie right. are Chanel. But, but in interviews... I've read that like they referenced or she, I don't know if she was just maybe she, this was in context of her just referencing them for like her story and her motivation but she was referencing you know basically all the like female pop stars of like the millennium so like Christina Britney um I think they even mentioned Britney in the actual show they, um, yeah I think they do and so I wish they had referenced all of that more in like the styling and the like like it's so overtly sexual but it's not like interesting to Pop, look at it's not poppy yeah. Like, I, I, I kind of agree. I think that it doesn't, to me, I was waiting for a show that was a little bit more ironically taking on the Britney mythology or like the Christina mythology. And to me, this felt too cool. It was like too edgy in a way. Like, Britney, and I think that it's like probably because it was conceived of by a straight man, Sam Levinson, that like he was like, yeah, Britney was edgy. You know, at the time, but like, not. But she it wasn't, wasn't at home hip. in in the Skims like nipple cover bikini top. Like Brittany, you ha- there are videos of her at home. Like being, she was very much a teen, and she was wearing oversized sweatpants that were like rolled up eight times, and like it, this, yeah, which is fashionable was, now. Was, by the way, it's like right. I I don't know. Like there was something about the way that I agree that the way that she was styled that felt too euphoria. Like it was it was too it was too hip. And like, I think that the thing about pop, yeah, pop has always been about selling sex and, you know, Britney was 16 and like selling this sort of like sexual thing, but it was still, it was a, it was a take on wholesome, which was what made it so mind blowing. And I think like the Lily Rose Depp of it all, it feels so depraved and so obviously and overtly like gratuitous and sexual and that's like not what pop is. Pop is all about the like California girl, Katy Perry. You know what I mean? Like the the there's the, levity, or there's like an a sense of irony, right? That it's like here's this like Miss America girl who like is gonna shoot cotton candy from her tits, or like whatever the sort of like amp. It's like the it's like it's like it's like uh and be the, happy on command and. It's like stereotype on steroids, right? Or something. Yeah. Like that's what the like girl in the high school, Britney Spears, was. It was it wasn't just like sexy. 
But I think to a straight guy, maybe the nuances are lost. In and what in the social the media age too, it's like being like relatable. And like her character is like, I think they're being really heavy, heavy handed and maybe they'll surprise me with like the narrative of the show and this isn't what they're trying to do. But it seems like they're really, both in the dialogue, they straight up like say things to this effect. But, and then every action they have, Jocelyn take throughout the episode is like, no, I have agency over my own body. It's my choice that I want to be sexual and be choked and like have sex with like this disgusting guy in like the bathroom at a club. Like they're making it like feel like this is all like her taking her like, um, you know, sexuality Woke. back. And this is just how yeah. she is naturally. She's not being taken advantage of. And it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I, I kind of agree that the more interesting or perhaps like, uh, honest story would be about someone who wasn't in control at all and who like maybe didn't I guess we're also coming into the story of Jocelyn where she already has money and wealth and fame and so to me you know part of the Britney Spears origin story is that she came from nothing right they said that Jocelyn came from a trailer park right right maybe but then I think to under to see where she is now, I don't know. I just think they like kind of got the story a little bit wrong because with Britney, you're like, okay, you know, she was a good singer, she was beautiful, and she was a really good dancer, and so and she was forced to sort of like do this sexy stuff, but she also literally had no choice if she wanted to be famous and was the meal ticket for her whole family, versus mm -hmm. like. I think, and I think partly this is why we don't hold Christina Aguilera in the same esteem or she doesn't occupy the same like stratosphere is that she always seemed a little bit more confident in her sexuality. There wasn't that push pull. It was very much like she is maybe the Jocelyn is more Christina Aguilera than Britney. And like why we kind of relate to Britney is how it didn't feel, it never felt like she was the character she was playing. Yeah, but I guess like Christina Aguilera's voice though was always womanly and in control, you know? And I don't get True. the, I don't and get like the sense Britney's that Jocelyn's like, like a, a voice, like a vocalist, <laughs> like she's, no. you know? To me, to me, and also I think, yeah, to me it's, it's so self, it's so self-aware and hip in that it's like more Kim Petras, <laughs> You know, like, or Charlie XCX than it is Brittany and Christina. You know, it's like if they were really going to do the story, it'd be more about, you know, Sabrina Carpenter and Olivia Rodrigo, right? Than it would be about, you know, like Kim Petras and Charlie XCX. I don't, <laughs> I don't know enough about the references you're mentioning. <laughs> do you know who Sabrina Carpenter is? I feel like I can picture her in my head. She's blonde. She's I kind of am obsessed with her. She has that song where in the outro, she's like very famous for this one song. I forget what it's called, but in the outro, she always like makes up a new hook. And so if she's like in Cleveland, she'll like sing a little bit. Like it's like a two line throwaway thing at the end of the song, but like the crowds go wild because she always like ad libs it or like comes up with something about like Cleveland or. She made some sort of a joke. She did the a performance of this song for the BBC, like the live lounge uh, that they have on the BBC and on YouTube. And she made some cheeky reference 
that they actually the BBC cut from the recording because it was like too cheeky. But I love her because of that. It's creative and it's kind of fun. I feel like she's one to watch. <laughs> one to watch. My other arts okay. my other arts and culture is and this is sort of to our earlier point about the world being in its flop, you know, major flop era is um Ava Max. Ava Max. I, She's a pop star. Okay. And she makes music for the flop era. <laughs> it is, it's literally, her new album is literally called Diamonds and Dance Floors. <laughs> and that looking, could be the name I'm of every single her. one of her songs. It's, there's, you know, it's just like, she's just literally, the songs are called like Diamonds and Gold and Dancing. And it's just like happy party music that sounds like, they all sound like songs you've heard before, but you haven't. But, okay, what's what's the commentary? Mm, nothing. You I just want like, everybody it, to know that she, I you just want think everybody it's like, to listen to Ava Max. No, I just think it's like she happy and like it is the soundtrack to the flop era. Like it's just happy. It's easy. There's you don't have to read between. You know, it's not interpreting the lyrics. Like this is no Taylor Swift. Like is she talking about? You know, like this is no. You don't have to think. You just turn off your brain and you listen to this. Okay, cool. Um, I like that. I think we should do product of the week. I like that she looks like a young Erica Jane. She does. It's very <laughs> it's expensive to be me. Yeah. Okay. But like so a better version of it. Fair. Yeah. All okay. Right. Products of the week. My product of the week. Oh, sure. Go first. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, and I've talked about on this podcast, my love for Nutella. So I happen to live within shouting distance of the Eataly in Los Angeles. And they, Nutella famously is a European imported delicacy. Um, at Italy, they have like 10 versions of Nutella. Very rare. It's a very, yeah, but like all the sort of like other brands that they import from Italy of Nutella. There's another, the sort of like B side to Nutella, which is Nutella, but take out the chocolate. So it's just like, it's like a white Nutella. Like hazelnut spread? No, it's more, it's, it's just like, it's like a blonde spread. It's like almond paste. Yeah, no, What's but it it's more, it's like, it's, um, hi, <gasps> honey bun. I hear an Abba. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. What are you doing? Can, you, can I see her? Can I see her? Evie, do you want to come over here and say hi to Annie? Come here. Evie, go to Abba. Come here. <gasps> hi, Evie. She can't hear me. Hi. That's Annie. Can you say hi? Hi. <gasps> What are you eating? Eddie, you're so good. What do you think? What do you think about um, the beauty industry? She's silent. She's, She's speechless. speechless. <laughs> She's speechless. Can you say something? Yeah. Say, what, what do you like? Um, do you like flop beauty? era? Say flop era. Can you say flop era? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Um, okay. Whoop. Whoops. She's a little Cinder impressionable, rolls. Nick. You should watch out for that. Daddy's in the bathroom. Does she have a British accent? <laughs> she watches a lot of Peppa Pig, and so we now have a British accent. What? She just said something, something, Daddy. <laughs> Where's Daddy? <laughs> I know. I love you, honey She's bun. so sweet. Um, okay, so my project of the week is Noc- Nocciolata Bianca. 
Bianca, which you can buy on Amazon, $10.89, organic hazelnut spread. What do you put it on? You can put it on a finger. (laughs) You can put it on a spoon. You can put it on toast. You can put it on a biscuit. Okay. Really anywhere you would put Nutella or even anywhere you would put peanut butter, you can mix it with jelly. Mm. And it is so good. I like went through an entire jar you don't even, in, in probably a week. Um, it doesn't oh, have any palm that. oil. It has less sugar, um, 45% less sugar, it says on the label. It doesn't say 40, 40% less sugar than what, <laughs> but the ingredients are hazelnut paste, cane sugar, skim milk powder, sunflower oil, cocoa butter, agave fiber, soy lectin, vanilla extract, and vanilla powder. And it's life-changing. Rigoni Diasaggio Nocciolata Bianca Organic Hazelnut Spread. Cocoa-free. Cocoa-free. $10.89 on Amazon. What do you got for us? And that's a beauty and wellness tip from... (laughs) Well, it's all about balance. I bet all that, like, I bet it has, like, some good... um, Do you want want saturated or unsaturated fats? Unsaturated fats. It depends. Yeah, I think unsaturated. Mono. Yeah, I mean, it has it's hazelnuts, you know, which are a good nut. Yeah, it's a great nut. You're a good nut, Nick. And proteins from skim milk powder. My product this week is I forget the last time I recommended a foundation, but I feel like it was somewhat recently. But this one's really good. Um, The Surat Dewdrop Foundation. The Surat, no, Evie, 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 don't go in there to wake him up. Okay, keep on going. Um, it is, it's like a really, it's almost like a skin tint, but with more coverage, and they have way more shades than, um, I think I said before in the pod I was sad because they changed the medium shade of the Glossier skin tint, so there's no longer a like neutral kind of olive shade in the skin tint anymore. I do like that formula, but this is actually my color and there's a little bit more coverage and also they had it for 50% off at CO Bigelow so I couldn't say no couldn't say no how much is it. it how much will it how much does it will it I run think us? normally it's like 65 but I got it for like 38 so there you go it's so creepy here in New York right now, Nick. Stay away. Okay. The skies are just the skies are just smoke, and the sun oh. is like neon pink through the I wildfire know. smoke. It's, it's bizarre. It's, and apparently, I'm end. not. You're not supposed to go outside today, so I'm just stuck oh, here. Geez. Okay. Well, that said, um, there's lots of the Patreon is popping off. If you don't already subscribe, I suggest you subscribe. Annie has an apartment tour. I have a house tour. That's for the premium tier beauty, prestige beauty um, <laughs> subscribers. But I'm going to try to convince Annie to allow our $10 a month subscribers to have access to that. But we really appreciate all of your all of your money, which we still don't know how to withdraw. But it, it makes this podcast possible. And it's patreon.com. Slash eyewitness beauty. That's how you find us. Yeah, we can do. We can, we're about to be able to do some like, cool stuff. I think. Yeah, we can. We like gives us like it gives us like the capital to like make some merch and like pay people to like create illustrations for like all the stuff that we want to do that we would have just otherwise been just paying for ourselves. Um, we can. We now. We now are starting to accountant. have a way to do it. Yeah, exactly. We can pay our accountant. We can. It's all going back into the business. 
is what we mean to say. Eyewitness Beauty, produced by Wes Haas. Danny Prezant did our intro music and our outro music. And Simon Abronowitz did our cover art. Don't forget and to DM us like any news stories that you want us to cover, any beauty DM news. us any hot tips. Obviously, like it's called Eyewitness Beauty because like we're the boots on the ground. So that, that includes you. So you guys need yep. to get out there and like give us some... Tell, we won't mention your name. If you're in the industry, if you work for the big guys, we will take that to the grave. Give us some really hot goss. And we love you. Bye. Bye.